0: and welcome to the started we're doing a live today we're going to talk about promoting your books and i'm going to right now invite my guest hey welcome gladys once again and you're connected awesome
1: okay can you hear me
0: Yes, I can. Let me turn my speaker volume down because I'm recording also on for um, for YouTube. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Gladys. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and give a little bit of bio of yourself.
1: Oh, okay. Um, for the well, I'm a book lover, animal lover. Um, I also co-founded Nerd Girl about nine years ago with um melanie who is now um has her own blog it's called melanie's muses but we are still going strong after all this time i have three co-managers sienna elizabeth um laura Trigilio, and stephanie karsten we have a, a street team that reviews books and um you know, uh, helps us with our other services. Nerd Girl has free services, and then I also have paid PA and VA services under Nerdy Book Services.
0: Oh, cool! So, elaborate why you decided to start Nerd Girl.
1: Well, I was working for um, a comic book company, and. I went to the Baltimore, um, not, I'm sorry, not the Baltimore expo, Bea book expo of America. Mm-hmm. And there were okay. so many bloggers there and you know, we, it was like talking to them mm-hmm. and figuring it out. We decided, I decided that I would start Nurgirl, and I was talking to my friend Melanie and we just, um, she wasn't at the Bea with me, but, um, she was home so we did the blog with a web designer Um, he did the Twitter and the Facebook uh, my profile but Melanie took over and did the fan page so um, I worked on Instagram I still have Tumblr even though I rarely use it and you know we just loved books and we would get all these books from publishers and review them so we just thought we would do it for the indie authors as well and we we work primarily with indie authors but we do something called mainstream madness yeah. where yeah. Pub- publishers do um I get about I would say 10 to 17 books a week from publishers for them for me to review and they're advanced reader copies so we promote them and we've been going strong for I think June first was our eight year or nine year anniversary. I always have trouble think, think, remembering if it was eight or nine years because we I've been doing it for so long, right? Um, kind okay. of just blurs together. But that's how I met you. I met <laughs> yes. you on Twitter,
0: and let us just give you a congratulations for that one. Hold on, yeah. And now my sound card won't work again. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, you know, that's what this is all about. The more you get into doing the podcast, the more familiar you are with your equipment, at least. (laughs) Yes.
1: Now I know I have to get a headset.
0: Oh, well, I think it, the, hold on a second. Maybe I got it this time. There we go. There's the cheering. Can you hear it? Oh yeah. They're clapping. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Okay, so we got how you started it, and can you also tell them a little bit about, like when when you start out and you're getting your book, what exactly does an author need to do first off, if they're going to start promoting their book? Like if they reached out to you, what should they do prior to reaching out to you?
1: Well, with promoting their book, I I primarily make sure that they have their book cover, figure out if. They've already done a cover reveal. If they've already reached out to alpha reviewers, beta reviewers, um, arc reviewers, because that's that's what we do. I do have a release package, and I ask that we do at least a minimum of three months prior to the release of your book, because there's so many different avenues now, you know, to um, promote your book. You could do a uh, a giveaway. For your readers, just to announce the title, you can do um, a cover reveal. There's fan page hops. Um, there, I'm not, and then there's Facebook group hops, Instagram hops, which I'm not really, I need to get more books to grammars. Um, right. I'm trying to get into that. Um, there's also the parties. Um, I'm always having a party. There's about, I think I have four or five release parties this month um, we do have a, a, a group on Facebook if authors don't have a group because we've kind of strayed away from doing events on events pages. We do events in groups. So I started the nerd um, the nerd party group with DC Gamble who's also an author but she's a cover designer. Um, and then Laura Trujillo also does that with me and we have a schedule. I think I have like three on there for that month. And then Sarah Crowden has a release, but she has a four day party, which is like so much fun and so many authors. And then I know there's one more I'm missing. Um, but I would, I always like the longer, the better before. You release because we wanna make sure you have graphics, we wanna make sure you have um, you start your promotions, get more people into your groups, because primarily I think Facebook is group based. Right. And even though they're changing things around all the time, which is always a hassle, but you know, you have to like grow with the social media and figure it out.
0: Right. Exactly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so let's say that I have my book done and I've got my cover and I come to you. What would be the first thing that you would you know, advise me as a newcoming author to do before hiring you? Wow.
1: Well, that would be giving away my secrets.
0: <laughs> okay, well... I need mean, my it,
1: secrets. Let's put it this way. Let's
0: put it this way. Let's say, what do I need to get organized for myself
1: that you would need? Like, what would you need for me? I would say get it? the media kit ready. I okay. do advise okay. that you have a good blurb because mm-hmm. some people have such huge blurbs. Um, there is... Uh, Stacy Rourke has... Uh, her own service she's called the blurb doctor. I highly recommend her. Um, I also recommend making sure you give me accurate links. <clears throat> Create a link tree for yourself so I only have to share one one link instead of like a jumble of a whole bunch of you know Instagram, um, social media links, but you also have to make sure you have your Goodreads page done your BookBub page done, your Amazon page done, and all of them be uniform. Because if you look, sometimes you look and they're not uniform. She'll say one thing in one spot, one thing in another, or he, because I do have three male authors um, on my roster. So, you know, it's things that I would not expect you to have. But when I start with someone, I do a Google search. Right. To make sure everything is in order, Um, I did also create a a marketing spreadsheet. I haven't implemented it yet with my authors, but because some of my authors have like 40 books. Sarah Cradditt, I'm looking at you. Um, (laughs) Teresa Song has a lot of books. I'm looking at her, too. She has tons of books. K.L. Bone has tons of books. I mean, so for me to create, I have like 15 authors. So this is a four page spreadsheet. And then I have to put all their information in just because things get lost. And, um, I had brain surgery, so I have things get lost in my head. So I had to like kind of retrain my brain to figure out a way. So. Trying to implement them with each one of my authors is hard, but I'm getting there. So, well,
0: even having 15 that you're representing, and plus you're also representing it in a way with the larger companies, with uh, mainstream authors under their name, I mean, because you're reading and you're reviewing, that's quite a bit to take on. And so It is. I, I, I applaud you on that to the extreme and then also having to retrain your brain i mean that's just amazing
1: um i will say that it's been a really hard road since i started Nerd girl i've had multiple surgeries and two <laughs> heart attacks oh Don't forget those oh. but um they're not regular heart attacks i'm not, i didn't have like high cholesterol it was um some of my medicine uh, weakened my heart and it tore. So I did want to do something like SCAD awareness, which is what I had, spontaneous coronary arterial dissection. Mm-hmm. But I have too much on my plate right now. I'll just wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you have a lot on your plate. You really do. I mean, um, since I have met you, and it's, it's been, what? It, what's it been, about 10, 11 years now?
1: Yes, you. I, I've known you before, Nerd Girl.
0: Yes, well, and can, you had short Girl.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I was looking for books to review. Oh, and man. then and then all my reviews did disappear, um, because, uh. Amazon decided that I couldn't review anymore on my Nerd Girl official profile because, um. I'd been lapsed for two years and I tried to explain to them that I was recovering from brain surgery and I didn't review during that time, but I would like right. to review the books that I did read. And, um, they said, no, oh. they, so I had to start a new one and now all my reviews are, you know, I'm just trying to get them back up there, but all of my reviews are on Goodreads. They are on NerdGirl official. Um I'm trying to transfer them over to BookBub. That's a lot of work because I mean, I was reviewing on that platform, that Amazon platform for about 8 years when they cut me off.
0: Mm. Well, Since we're talking about the best places to um, review and get, what would you say would be the best? Are, Are you thinking that it is just Amazon or do you think there's possibilities of new platforms that can be just as comparable to Amazon nowadays?
1: Well, Amazon is good because of your rankings and the algorithms and, you know, the placement of your books once you reach a certain amount of reviews and reviews are harder and harder to get. Because so many, there's just a huge amount of books to review right now. Um, So everyone, like if I'm asking someone that I go to for for a review, I say, hey, can you review a book? They're like six or seven books in and I have to wait. But you were asking about platforms. So Goodreads, it's good, but they also have a lot of, they're owned by Amazon. So you Mm -hmm. have to be careful. Um, and I think BookBub's right now is a very good platform because they recommend the book. Like if you recommend the book or review the book, emails do go out after, um, you know, you do with your friends, like if your friends will see you and they'll say, you know, I reviewed this book and I thought it was good. So, so I, I so really do like BookBub a lot.
0: Book bub mm-hmm okay um actually i think i met someone from book bub at one of the conventions once probably yours <laughs> probably probably um
1: probably you've been the two of mine which i love
0: yeah and wow. and,
1: and you, you did take that fabulous um video of me pretending to twerk on a pole underneath <laughs> yeah. our tent. those
0: those parties can get just a little bit wild so yeah. let's Let's backtrack here a little bit. So when when we talk about reviews and I, I, I mentioned this to you because you have tremendous clout. I mean you have a very large following and you'd be foolish not to hire you because you are very thorough, you have the following. So when you when I'm when you're coming in this and, and you're hiring someone like yourself, um, you'd want someone you'd think, right? Because of that, you have such a following. So when you do the reviews on mm-hmm. Bookpub, I mean, does that help that whoever does reviews on those kind of platforms, the following that you have, do they look at that? Do they help push that along in those kind of venues?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, because even when <laughs> I do reviews for Mainstream Madness, mm-hmm. which is the mainstream, you know, publishers. Um, William Morrow, Random House. Um, I'm drawing a blank. There's like four major ones, but um, you know, and they have their subdivisions. You, they'll see those reviews, and um, it it does push you up there.
0: Huh. Well, that's very interesting. So you're you're better if you're going to get represented. You're better to have somebody. I mean, even okay. Well, let's let me let me before I get too far ahead. So there's good reviews and there's bad reviews. But are you there's, on the same? There's, there's,
1: there's always a good review. I always re- say that a negative review, like people get really upset about negative reviews, but I look for negative reviews when I'm looking for a book see, because I want to see why this person said that it was a horrible book. Like, they'll say, oh, this is a horrible book and the girl annoyed me. Well, you know what? Sometimes the girl is going to annoy you because it's part of her story arc and you need that to finish her story arc. Um, So it's not necessarily like, oh, like this is crap. Like, one reviewer I know gave bad reviews and she says, I didn't like it because there was too much sex. But it tells you on the blurb that there's sex in the book. So why would you read it? So I'm mean, not saying that I, I like sex, but <laughs> I read the book.
0: Well, I like sex in my book. I'll be honest. I'll just put that right out there. We really know. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you read, my, you read my mind on that because that's exactly where I was going. My, my thinking was... That there really isn't a bad review. Sometimes negative reviews are just as powerful as a positive
1: review. Negative negativity. I mean, everybody has an opinion, and any publicity is good publicity. Exactly. exactly. My husband said that. I don't take credit for that. (laughs) He just whispered it in my ear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Thank you very much, Eric, for the input. So, um, <laughs> so um, let's see. Um, okay, when you talk about promoting, do you think there's more power behind a particular genre when you're promoting?
1: Uh, well, I have a spreadsheet. You know I love spreadsheets. Yes. It comes from my, uh, my days as a budget analyst. So, I have a spreadsheet. It's sorted. Like, you can do share groups on Facebook. So, it's sorted by, you know, urban fantasy, paranormal romance, high fantasy, fantasy, horror. Um, I do have, well, no, I did have one contemporary author. But I also have an author that has multiple genres. Right. I specialize in high fantasy, young adult fantasy, new adult fantasy, so um, it, it kind of, you know, I cater my sharing and my social media and the people that I follow who I want them to re-follow me back to the genres that I promote. I, I, I wouldn't turn away a contemporary author, but I would tell them honestly. That, you know, because I have a huge urban fantasy, paranormal fantasy, high fantasy um, clientele list, I I would have to really research, you know, what they're doing, what I'm doing for them. So, I mean, I've turned away people because I, I didn't feel that I could promote them. Right. Right.
0: Just based, also- on, just based on a preferred genre, or just because you haven't had expertise in those areas?
1: Um, what was the last part?
0: <laughs> when we were talking about genres, like if you preferred a particular genre, if it was more powerful or easier to promote, or was a stronger genre to promote. So you're saying that you would probably maybe turn away some genres that you don't have as much expertise in?
1: I would. Um, there's some authors that I've turned away. Oh, well, well, I've, I've turned up some authors away because I just was, I'm full right now. Well, not right now. Um, I do have space for two more authors. But <clears throat> um, it all also depends on the level of what they need. Like, if it was a contemporary um, anthology, I would mm-hmm. take it, uh, because their structure to what they need. Like they need book club recommendations, they need um, uh, newsletter swaps. They need um, promotion in certain groups. So it's more more scheduled for them. Um, if they wanted my full package, um, which is like PR services. Um, I don't know if I could do it because like the comic book industry, even though it's not like in full force right now because of the COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. once it comes back in full swing, you know, maybe I'll travel, maybe I won't, I don't know. And that was one of my major things was going to comic book um, conventions and promoting my authors there. Right.
0: That's okay. So that brings up a very interesting question. Um, With COVID, have you seen a difference in promotion via how it used to be prior to COVID?
1: Um, not really. I I started another group for um, free books and free on free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, It's a promo group and it was designed because we were on lockdown and, you know, people needed an outlet and reading is an outlet. We did start that group and that's still going strong. I think, Um, you know, people promote there. I saw a decline in time spent because people were homeschooling their kids right so that, a lot of my reviewers dropped off because you know they had to do they had to school their kids and they just didn't have time to read um, as far as sales I don't know because I keep buying ebooks like crazy <laughs> even though I get free ones
0: I, I, that.
1: I mean, I splurged by getting Kindle Unlimited. I did have audibles, but now I, <clears throat> I couldn't afford both. So I had to pick one or the other. And I really like Kindle Unlimited. So See, it, it, it helps because you're home. I mean, I was home anyway, but on lockdown, being working from home during lockdown is totally different from working from home because you get to go out, you get to see people, but lockdown, it drove, you know, it can drive someone nuts.
0: Oh, I'm, yeah, I fully am aware of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have my own madness, you know, wrapped up around me. Um, when you talk about the Kindle, see, now personally, I love Audible. I love to be able to listen to the book while I'm doing dinner or doing whatever else I'm doing.
1: So, I did do too. But it was just not an option for me um, at the time. Well, I mean, right now, too. But <clears throat> there are groups that you can get free uh, free audibles and, you know, audiobooks and review them. And, you know.
0: Okay, so let me ask you. We've got about, I've tried to do this about, uh, 20, 20, uh, about 30 minutes. But I counted it because we've tried this before. So... The vlog actually shows that we're in 24 minutes. However, I have two minutes on the timer because we tried this a little bit sooner. (laughs) But I don't want to take it all the way away from your time. So let me ask you a question for the last couple of minutes here. Um, What would you recommend to someone starting out as a new author? What would be your biggest pointers that you could tell them to help themselves before they reach out to hire you?
1: Um, Make sure you have your media kit ready. I mean, do your media kit. But social media, uh, your web presence, um, all of that comes into play. Definitely don't be political. Um, but I, I say that, you know, I mean, some people are very political, but some people, you know, aren't. And a lot of people, you know, dropped off because of their political standings. Um, but I totally recommend making sure their media presence and their web presence, which is kind of one in the same, um, is accurate. And, like, if your name, like, I have Nerd Girl, the Nerd Girl official on Instagram, and it's Nerd Girl on Facebook, and it's nerd underscore underscore nerd underscore ng and the reason why is because those names were taken but if you can try to make all your social media um, the same thing like I'm writing so I'm trying to do all gg dot at well on my social mm-hmm. media for my author pages um, it's a little hard because some of them won't accept it someone already has the name but just try your best to keep it the same across so
0: so basically you're saying consistency yes okay and so not only are you trying to represent authors but you're also now venturing into the writing field yourself
1: um i've I've been writing slowly for about the last five years and then i dropped off during my recovery period Mm -hmm. um but i can't remember what i wrote before so like i'm reading it with new eyes So it's kind of better. So um, my young adult fantasy is now a horror fantasy um, because one of my meds gave me night terrors and I took my night terrors and I just started writing about them. Um, So it's slow because I do work with authors a lot. And then I also promote my husband's production company. So it's kind of, I'm all over the place.
0: Wow. The and Iris, of is course, very, was homeschooled,
1: very, so.
0: It sounds like a very creative household.
1: It is. It's if you, if you ever come to my house and you sit in the living room, it's like all the books and records that anybody could probably ever want. And then all the instruments downstairs. And then my daughter's upstairs singing because she's doing an EP. Wow. Um, my, my husband's producing it. So it's like, you know.
0: Very impressive. So we're on our last couple of minutes. So what is the final thing you would like people to know about you or what you would like them to know before you hire you? Something, you know what I mean? Something point that you want them to take with you when they look your name up for their next hire.
1: I'm crazy. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. I'm a goofball So you just have to be prepared for me being goofy. Um, But you know that because you've known me for a long time and we've been in each other's presence two times for multiple days. And, you know, I'm just nuts and I call your husband my llama daddy. So they just have to know that I'm fun. I mean, I'm serious when I need to be, but I'm fun. And I'm also like, they'll, a lot of authors reiterate, oh, this is a secret. I have so many secrets in my noggin, I forgot the secret. So, just, you know, I also offer to sign um, non-disclosure agreements. Some authors, you know, they they'd say, that, oh, I don't need that, I trust you. But some authors, I do say, hey, you know what, We should we should sign a non-disclosure agreement. So, I'm serious when I need to be, but I'm also a big major goofball.
0: well you've always our timer yeah a little bit but you've always impressed me and so that that's one of the reasons I wanted you to have you first live on the air with me because you're very impressive you have a presence and you have a tremendous following that I don't think a lot of people realize when they when they're when they're looking for somebody and I've always steered them in your direction if I could possibly can but you have a very tremendous following, you have a great presence, and not just with um, regular indie authors, but with the media itself. So, like I said, I thank you so much for being on the air with me today, and I really appreciate all the advice and the information you have passed along with us today. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Well, (laughs) we're going to end our broadcast today. I thank you guys for listening. Um, Stay tuned to, especially to next month when we're going to have a lot of free books going on. We're going to have a Christmas in July. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day, everybody.